Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Stackies PL podcast. I am bringing you a brand new podcast, all things Premier League, ahead of the 2019-2020 season. I will be talking about all the weekend's results. I'll be talking about key moments and highlights. And as of what happened last season, I will be ranting and raving about Man United, no doubt. Because, you know, it was abysmal last season. Got branded 6th FC. But I don't want to go into that just yet. That's for another show. So hang fire with the comments. I'm new to all this. I'm giving it a shot, seeing what, what it's about. Let's get into this. It's going to be fun. With that being said, I want to get the main night situation straight out of the way. Um, where do I start, to be fair? <laughs> some people think we've had an abysmal transfer window. Some people think we've had an okay transfer window. I think we've had an, more than an okay transfer window for years. Since Sir Alex left, one thing that fans have been vocal about is sorting the defence out. Okay? Ollie's come in, first transfer window, first summer transfer window in charge, and he has sorted out the defence. I feel a lot more comfortable with... Aaron Wambasaka, Harry Maguire, Victor Lindelof and Luke Shaw. Over Ashley Young, Chris Smalling, Phil Jones and Ash, uh, Luke Shaw. Sorry, I feel a lot more... That's a lot more stable of a defence. Um, yeah, Lukaku going. I feel like it was a good transfer fee. He was never the, the when he didn't just turn up to United training, and he was pictured on Twitter in an Anderlecht kit, taking part in their training. There was no way back for him. There was no way back. Like you cannot you cannot skip training the week of the Premier League beginning. You cannot skip training and train with one of your former teams and think that's okay. That was done, and then it came out that he had a massive bust up with Mike Feeling. That came out today, the ninth. Yeah, it came out today that uh, the ninth of August that he had a massive bust up with Mike Feeling, assistant manager. Um, it's a shame we couldn't get anyone in to replace him. I do think Mason Greenwood has the capabilities. Of doing what Rashford did when Rashford first came on the scene. Um, only time will tell with that though. Um, trying to think, man. Yeah, the fact that we've kept Pogba and De Gea. Big moves. Although the transfer window in England has closed. It doesn't mean that the transfer window in other countries has closed. Spain, Italy... France are still open. Germany's still open. Their transfer windows are still open, so they still could leave. But it's highly unlikely that Paul Pogba and David De Gea are going to leave without Man United bringing someone in. That's just crazy. But yeah, I feel a lot more... I feel like the team is a lot more stable with the guys that he has brought in. Speak about Daniel James. I think... Give him the chance, give him an opportunity, and he'll take it. He seems very quick, um, very technically gifted. And I'm looking forward to the season. Whether we'll end up being sick of FC again, who knows. But the fact that 
we have sorted out our defence finally. LVG couldn't do it. Mourinho couldn't do it. Oli has. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer has got in a decent right back. Got in a stable centre-back partnership. All right, Lindelof was already there, but Maguire for £80 million, a world record transfer fee for a defender. I'm all over that. I'm all for that. If it means that uh, Phil Jones doesn't have to play again, I'm all for that because the guy's shocking. Like, I'd rip up his contract, give him a free. But that's just me. But yeah, um, I'm confident with uh, the hair. And that back four of Wambasaka, Maguire, Lindelof and Shaw. I'm looking forward to this season, to be fair. Now let's have a transfer window roundup from the rest of the Premier League. Let's start with Arsenal. They have done good business this summer. They have done good business. I was speaking to a couple of Guna friends. Praising them. I never praise Arsenal. Hate Arsenal. But I give credit where credit's due. They done good business. They signed Alexandre Lacazette and Pierre Emerick Aubameyang on new deals. Good business. The guy who replaced Ivan Gazidis, masterclass, selling Alex Awobi for forty million. Wow. Like, wow. <laughs> guy is shocking. Over a hundred Premier League appearances, only eleven goals as an attacking player. Come on, man. Even Theo Walcott's got a better fucking goal ratio conversion rate than that. Um, getting in Nicolas Pepe, good business. Uh, the Lauren Koscielny saga. The fact that he didn't want to go on a preseason tour as club captain, that's shocking. Out the door, son. The way he ended it with the little uh, taking off the Arsenal top, having the Bordeaux top underneath was a bit muggy. Nine years, I think it was, at the club. And that's how you end it? On a sour note? Come on, man. And they replaced him with Sideshow Bob from Chelsea. David Luiz brought in for £8 million. Um, Aston Villa. Wow. I'm looking at a, a table of total transfer fees spent summer 2019 from Sky Sports. Aston Villa is second on the list. £145 million spent. They knew what to do with that championship playoff final money, didn't they? Jesus. Um, they bring in people that will bolster their attack, bolster their midfield, bolster their defence. They've brought in players in key areas that they needed to upgrade. I think they're going to have a good season. Um, now, Man City, yes, they brought in that Consuelo guy from Juventus. Brought in Rodri. I do believe they were going to sell Leroy Sane. I do believe he was going to be a deadline day transfer to Bayern Munich. The fact that it has now come out that he tore his cruciate ligament in the Community Shield against Liverpool and has to, and had to have surgery and is now out for seven months. That's the majority of the Premier League season. He ain't coming back till at least March. At least. Um, I do believe they were going to sell him. 
Everton have had a good transfer window. Another good transfer window. Again, a hundred over a hundred million pounds spent. Um They tried to get Chris Smalling in on loan from Manchester United. They tried to get Rojo on a deadline day transfer. They did try and get Wilfred Zaha for eighty million. Uh Zaha did stay at Crystal Palace. Um Yeah, they've brought in good they've brought in some sound players. Obviously spent forty million on Alex Awobi. Whether he'll bang them in goals remains to be seen. Tottenham have spent dough. Considering that both transfer windows last season, they didn't spend a thing. They have spent over a hundred million. They bought in Brian Sessignon um, on deadline day. Um, Newcastle, they spent dough as well. They bought back Andy Carroll. Yeah, there's been major signings. I mean Chelsea. Apart from them, I mean, all right, they signed Pulisic. But he was already coming from January. Like, the deal was done in January before they were transfer banned. So, you know, Liverpool, they spent £4.4 million. I don't think they really needed to strengthen their team. Like, they've got a sick team. Runners-up in the Premier League two years in a row. I'll get on to where I think they'll come later on in the show. But yeah, 4.4 million spent. Now, championship winners of 2018-19 season, Norwich City. What are you doing? You're good, yeah? You just want to stay in the Premier League or what? 1.1 million pounds spent in the summer transfer window. You're back in the big time, you're in the Premier League. And you're only spending 1.1 million. The manager must trust his guys. I'm not going to lie. The, the the guy from Norwich City, the manager, he must trust his team. Fair play. If they stay up only spending 1.1 million, fair play. Like, okay, I'm putting it out and out. If they are not bottom, Christmas Day or ahead of the winter transfer window in January, fair fucking play. Not gonna lie. Now let's talk opening weekend fixtures of the Premier League season. Friday night you have Liverpool versus Norwich City. Liverpool will be all guns blazing. Not really made any changes to their team from last season. You'll still have Firmino, Mane, Salah, Virgil, um... Allison in goal. But Norwich City, I don't think they'll get anything out of this game. Like I said previous, they have only spent 1.1 mil in the transfer window. I think they're going to struggle this season. But that is the game that opens up the Premier League season on a Friday night. Going on to the next day, you have BT Sport have now got their 12.30 slot. So it's West Ham versus Manchester City. I think Manchester City is going to win this one. All day long. Although West Ham have spent money. Got rid of Arnautovic. Brought in some good players. I don't think they're going to win. They're going to struggle in this game. Manchester United, uh, Manchester City. sorry. God I wish Man United would be 
Premier League champions. Manchester City are Premier League champions for a reason. Okay? So, I don't think they're going to... West Ham are going to get anything out of this. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, the 5.30 kickoff. Tottenham versus Aston Villa. I think that'll be a Tottenham win. Even though Tottenham have not spent as much money as Aston Villa. The calibre of player that they have brought in. Ryan Sessegnon from Championship side Fulham. They've got the Cicello, uh, Locello from Real Betis. They got him on loan. They wanted him for £55 million, but they could only get him in on loan on transfer deadline day. I think it's going to be a Tottenham win. The half-five game is on Sky now, not BT. They have swapped roles over this season. Um, the other standout game for that one on a Saturday is Crystal Palace versus Everton. Bearing in mind that Everton were trying to get Wilfred Saha in the transfer window. Had a couple of bids rejected. Wilfred Saha ended up staying at Crystal Palace. Whether Everton go back in for him in January is a different story altogether. But that is another intriguing game on the Saturday. Now Sunday. The first Super Sunday of the season. This is a, this For me this is a Super Sunday caliber game. But it's not on telly. Leicester versus Wolves. Both spent a lot of money. Both bolstered in their uh, specific areas of the of their teams. That's going to be a really good game. It's a shame that that game is not on telly because that would have been a good one to watch. But the first Super Sunday on Sky of the season, Newcastle at home to Arsenal. Arsenal, like I said previously in earlier on in the show, amazing, amazing transfer window for them. Brilliant. They'll be gunning. They'll be all. Oh no, they're called the Gunners. Haha, <laughs> funny pun. They'll be all guns blazing. They will come out of the blocks flying. Lacazette, Pepe, Abamyang. That I think that's a front three that can rival Firmino, Mane and Salah. Now you heard that here first. I think that could be an, a, a lethal partnership, the front three. The other game. Now come on then. Manchester United versus Chelsea. Oli's had a full transfer window, a first full transfer summer transfer window as Manchester United manager. He's managed to keep hold of De Gea and Pogba. He has brought in defensive-minded players. Wambasaka, Maguire. He has brought in Daniel James from Championship side Swansea. I feel that will, with Lukaku going, that will make uh, Anthony Martial more of a striker role. Because we are lacking in that sense. We've only got... If if you think of Anthony Martial as a winger. We've only got Mason Greenwood and Marcus Rashford as striking options. So I believe that... Now, going forward, Daniel James will be left wing. With the three uh, free options up front of Martial, Mason Greenwood and Marcus Rashford. Martial has now taken back the number 9 shirt for Manchester United, vacated by Romelu Lukaku. Talking of Chelsea, obviously they haven't been able to bring in players during this transfer window. They're under a transfer ban by FIFA. They did bring in Christian Pulisic from Borussia Dortmund, but that deal was done in January. Big Frank Lampard. Okay. Legend. Chelsea legend. Okay. All-time top goal scorer for Chelsea. Won the Champions League with Chelsea. Won the Europa League with Chelsea. 
Now Chelsea manager. Tough, tough first game for him. First competitive game for him. To go to OT, Old Trafford, and try and get a result. Bearing in mind that he has had to not loan out players this season. He's had to sell a lot of his youngsters. The ones that would normally go out on loan. And he's not been able to bring in any players. You know, they've sold Eden Hazard to Real Madrid in the summer. They got rid of sideshow Bob David Luiz to Arsenal on deadline day. I I see a United win. I'm hoping as a United fan for a United win. But it's football, you never know what could happen. But I'm thinking, I'm pushing towards a United win. Because, you know, United have had to... Had the chance to re-strengthen their team. They've had a chance to bring in players and t- Chelsea haven't. But then again, you can't fault Frank Lampard. You know, he came from Derby County. They got to the championship playoff final. They were f- the runners-up in the championship playoff final. Chelsea see something in him. Obviously, in his first season, to get to the championship playoff final was a, was a, an outstanding achievement. I just think that Bearing in mind the transfer window, they haven't been able to have a transfer window this summer. I think it's going to be too much for them. With that being said, Man United have to be strong. I mean, all right, our, our midfield is lacking. We've only got, what, I see Pogba, Matic starting. But then, after that, you've only got McTominay and Fred. We're lacking in the midfield department. But I, I see Man United grinding out a result. Come on, you Reds. Now let's get on to who I think will finish first in the Premier League, who I think will be in the top six, and who I think will go down. I hate to say it, but I think Manchester City will finish Premier League champions once again. They are just too good. Last season, they were too good. The season before, when they come over 100 points, they were too good. I think Liverpool will come second again. I don't think they've got enough. I mean, yeah, they have a good team and they won the Champions League, but unless they grind out results, because that was it last season, too many draws um, cost them. So, what I think is the the top six will be like this. Manchester City first. Liverpool second. I'm going to put Arsenal in third. They've had a fantastic window. Arsenal will finish third. Manchester United fourth. I think with the defensive stability coming back into the fold from Manchester United, I think they'll finish fourth. Um, with Tottenham spending money for the first time in over a year or over one season, I think they will get the Europa League spot. I think they will finish fifth, and either Chelsea or Everton for sixth. So I that I repeat, Manchester City will come first, Liverpool second, Arsenal third, Manchester United fourth. Spurs 5th and Chelsea or Everton 6th. Now let's talk about who I think will be relegation contenders. There's a few of them. I reckon Burnley, Southampton, Brighton, Sheffield United and Norwich. Now I'm looking at the screen. 
and it's a tough first five fixtures for Norwich. I do believe they will finish bottom of the Premier League this season. In the first five fixtures, three of their fixtures are Liverpool, Chelsea and Manchester City. Not, a, not an easy start for the Canaries. I think they will finish bottom, joining them going down from the Premier League and being relegated, I think the, uh, the bottom three will be Brighton, Sheffield United and Norwich. But relegation contenders in the relegation battle, it's Burnley for me, Southampton, Brighton, Sheffield United and Norwich. Now let's get on to who I think will finish Premier League top goal scorer, Premier League top assist maker, player of the season and surprise package. Obviously I'll throw in a few names who I think will be standout performers. So let's get into it. Now Premier League top goal scorer, you can't really call that man. Like a few names, Kun Aguero, Mohamed Salah, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, they'll all be up there come the end of the season fighting for that golden boot. If I had to pick one, I I would have to go for Mohamed Salah because he is he is he's always got an eye for goal. If not him, Harry Kane, um, who I think will finish top assist maker, stands to reason. Trent Alexander Arnold is always whipping crosses into the box, and with the front three of Salah, Mane, and Firmino, you always have a chance of banging in a goal and getting that assist. Who I think will be. Um, player of the season. I'm going for Aubameyang. I'm going for Aubameyang. Or Raheem Sterling. If he can continue how he was last season. Surprise packages. Here we go. I'm going to give our names out now. I'm going to say names. Who I think will be standout performers in the surprise package. I think the surprise package... Thinking of who has been signed in the transfer window. I think Daniel James from Manchester United. Uh, £15 million. He could end up being a real bargain if he plays to potential. That is my standout. That is my um, surprise package. Now, standout performers, consistent players in the Premier League. You've got your Raheem Sterlings. You've got Nicolas Pepe. I think he will be... Up there, as in one of your... If you do the fantasy football, Dream Team, Premier League app, he will be one to have in your team. Wilfred Zaha. Uh, I think Christian Pulisic will make an impression in the Premier League. you got your Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah, you've just got a calibre. Like You know what to expect. If you know, follow the Premier League, you know what to expect. You know who the players are that perform week in, week out. You know the ones that will make Team of the Weeks. And I think... Majority of them will be there again. Obviously, you got the likes of Eden Hazard that ain't in your dream teams anymore, you know. Um, but other than that, standout performer, player of the year, I think Raheem Sterling or Bamiyang. Um, yeah, surprise package Daniel James from Man United. I am looking forward to this Premier League season, it's going to be a good Premier League season. I'm going to try and get to a few United games if I can. With that being said, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, it's a slow process. I 
don't gener I don't think this will generate many followings or many listens. But the people who who will listen to this and will share this on, I appreciate you. My name is Jonathan Stack. Thank you for listening to Stacky's PL podcast, and I'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye.